Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to The Undiluted Truth, coming to you live from Mike's office studio. I just had to throw that in there this time. Anyway, today's episode is going to be part two of... Oh my goodness, I just had it in my head, didn't I? You uh, did. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The uh, variants spreading, spreading uncontrollably. Uh, uncontrollably through the vaccinated. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Mike had yeah. to help me out here. I, I'm sorry, we don't use cue cards usually or, well, ever. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we should. <laughs> maybe we should, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, you already heard him, but let's welcome in our host, Mike. Yes, and here I am, Ben, without a cue card. Uh, and with, without, I'll grab one. It'll be blank though. Without a Q in my name, at least I better check and see how I spell it. Anyway, as Ben said, welcome. This is part two of the spreading of these variants uncontrollably, and probably the most important thing we didn't mention about these things spreading through the vaccinated is this is being explained by some incredible experts. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gert Vandenbosch and Robert Malone. And uh, if you didn't catch the first part, uh, Dr. Robert Malone is the developer, originator, if you will, of the mRNA uh, that is in this vaccine, the, deliver- okay. the delivering mex- mechanism. And he is kind of working along with, in this particular interview, with Geert Vandenbosch, who has worked for many, many years with a lot of different companies in mass production of, of vaccines. Okay. So, the, you know, both of these guys, I would say, are somewhat pro-vaccine. Well, it sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they've been involved in producing them, and, and they believe in them. And, right. But the difference, I think, it's just not, well, I'm pro-vaccine because I'm pro-vaccine. They are pro-vaccine because of the 100% belief in what they do is helping humanity, yeah, wanting to keep humanity healthy and right. prevent diseases and so forth. So th- that's the biggest right. difference. And if, you know, a quick uh, recap, part one was actually talking about how this was all taking place and the filtering of the new variants coming through the vaccine, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And if you recall, we use the (laughs) ping pong balls of the the lottery being selected. And I like that one. And the vaccinated folks were you know we were we were imagining that hole and the ping pong balls being various sizes and the only ones that were coming through were the smaller ones which represented the spike protein that is identified by the vaccinated the specific the specific yeah, they don't right. identi- they don't they won't see they don't identify any, any of the other ones yeah. and that's the only one so what happens to the others, you might say? Well, the, they just infect the body, and they can be passed and shed, you know, to, to other, other people. Other people. Right, right. Uh, whereas the unvaccinated, unvaccinated... Natural immunity, let's just say that. Yeah, natural unvaccinated, immunity. natural immunity. As these variants, it doesn't matter how big the balls are, whatever they are, right. in, our, in our little example, they're coming through. Yeah. And at that point, they are unspecific in, 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 in attacking... Whereas right. the vaccinated are sort of specific to that one spike protein, they're after all of them, and they take care of all of them. And the shedding is very minimal. But the bottom line is, is the unvaccinated take care of all of them, even if there's some serious strands left, they're wiped out with the natural immunity. Right, and, okay. and you're pretty much, if I remember right, the natural immunity. You're shedding more of the mild ones than the 
because your body yes. kind of takes care of the heavier ones first. Yeah, if well, I kind of understood that. Well, right. yeah, it, out, it sort of outnumbers yeah. a bit. It, you know, they're they're limited. The, right. Yeah, yeah. The more serious ones are, are limited to a small. Okay. Yeah. So, but and then once it's taken care of, guess what? Yeah. Let's just say there's 20 variants. I mean, right. you know, the, the, over a certain period, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe six months, or yeah. or e- even even at one time, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe out of the 20, there's a couple of real serious ones. Well, once they're all taken care of, guess what? Just like the measles when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Down the road, the, those same variants can be thrown at you, and they're just going to bounce off of you. Right. Still speaking of natural immunity. And and I just want to yes. make one thing clear. This was assuming that with natural immunity that you've already been exposed to the original. Yes. So your body has those antibodies in in-house already. That's, that's cor- I just want to make that clear. That's correct. And so, and the bottom line is right. most of us could have already been exposed to it because without even knowing it. I yeah. mean, well, we don't yeah. want to get deep into the weeds, but we do know yeah. that the corona SARS-2 right. is just yeah. simply a strand of the old corona that's been around for years and years. And many of us could have already had it and just not gone to the doctor. Right, cause because of, it's just mild anyway. One of the other podcasts, uh one of the doctors had said that as many as 80% of People could have gotten it and just not, yes, eighty percent could have just not even had much symptoms and just went about their business. That's correct. So really, the cases from the beginning were only from kind of the twenty percent that had more severe reaction to it in the first place. That's uh, true, if I remember. Oh yeah, cool. and those are rough estimates, obviously. But you know. no, no, very well put because the comorbidities of the ones that had right. it early on, they yes. they were more you know prepped, susceptible to these susceptible yeah, right. to, to to get very ill. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, they you know they shut down the treatments and people were dying. Exactly. And, 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 you know, then yeah. you know we we've done other episodes right. on that. So, but this is. This is sort of a snapshot as if if things don't change, mm-hmm. we are coming up on flu season uh-huh. and what could take Co- place. COVID season part two. Well, let's, let's say, let's say, <laughs> Sorry. let's say Sorry. Corona. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's corona, say Corona or SARS-2 season. Fine, or, SARS-2 second season. SARS-2 variant yeah, season. Because last time we didn't have any regular common flu, right? Uh, right. We, yeah, we, it just went away. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So Somehow. Sorry, just, I was yeah, kind just, of half making a joke there. Yeah, sure. So uh, there was a term that was used, and I think Dr. Malone is going to use it again, and I'm not going to even try the first part of it. It's Okay. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, a descriptive viral term with sin in it, and it, it's, it's so clever. Yeah, yeah. It makes perfect sense when it's explained. So Okay. Anyway, uh, as as we give you this long introduction, welcome uh, all all you truth seekers and rock tumblers. Uh, we are ready to go here, and once again, we are honored to have this uh, episode with these guys, Robert Malone, Doctor Robert Malone, and and Garrett Van and Bosch. And I need to jump in real quick because we keep forgetting to say this. So I just want to say it real quick because we don't usually Please. say things like this at the end. Uh, so to all of our listeners, we really appreciate it and. Uh, again, if you like what you're hearing, please like it, subscribe to it, whatever it is on the platform you're listening to, and uh, share it with people. If you, you know, if you like it, please, you know, share it with uh, friends, family, um, people you don't know, whichever. Yeah. But yes, back there, to you, Mike. There might be some people that uh, you don't know well, but share it with your doctor, share yeah. it with your your healthcare providers, uh, yeah. whatever. 
this is good, solid information, unbiased, and that's what we're all about. Yeah. So, ready? Yep. Set? Let's tumble some rocks. That we're going to probably see with these higher viral loads, more immune complex disease. Two other things that, that Gert kind of almost touched on, but not quite. We have this issue of original antigenic sin. Antigenic sin, that's he it. He speaks about the pre-existing antibodies, but what we have with vaccine that is no longer virus strain matched very well um, is that we're, we're generating memory populations that are going to be reactive um, to developing antibodies in particular against uh, epitopes on a strain that is going to no longer really be circulating so much anymore. And what happens then is you get, when you get encountered the, a new strain, you're predisposed to generating antibodies that are mismatched. So that's the short uh, version of original antigenic sin. Okay, original antigenic sin is something we've talked about. It's a weird term, but you can make it make sense. The problem is you create an error that repeats itself, just like a sin, something you can't overcome that you're going to pay the penance for the rest of your life. That's what happens with vaccination. This body will never see anything except that blue virus. It believes this is always the enemy, and it's always looking for this. It's only looking for this. And so, therefore, every time anything else comes along, any other color, it still ends up sticking to it. So if it, it gets hit with red, if it hits with a bunch of red, it gets all infected again because it can never see it. It can't see that variant. Meanwhile, this body, the natural immunity, after it got done shedding for a couple of days, totally cleared the virus, is now going to walk this planet, possibly the rest of their lives, fully immune, fully protected. So it doesn't matter what they get hit with, nothing sticks because this body can handle any variant that there is. This one Everything but blue sticks to it. Only the original virus is it protected against. Everything else hits it. So what happens? What happens if a truly deadly form of the virus comes? Let's just call this Darth Vader. Darth Vader comes along, the Darth Vader strain, and if you catch this sucker, this variant that's in the minority, you're going to die. Well, what happens is it doesn't matter. It does not stick to this guy. It cannot. He is able to block himself from every variant because of that robust immunity he got naturally. But the original antigenic sin means this one will never recognize it. It doesn't matter how many times they get infected. He will always get infected over and over again. And if one of these comes along and he gets infected with that, we're only going to, in many ways, hope that this person dies before spreading this to us, before shedding it to us, because he's a carrier. And now, before he dies, he's going to carry this to everybody else. We need as many people as we can get. And we're going to get deeper into this with Geert Van den Bosch and Malone. The more unvaccinated we get, the more we filter this virus out, the more we have strong, lifelong natural immunity that protects us. All right, let's move on to the next video. Okay, I'm going to pause it right there just to make sure we're clear. Now, of course, mm -hmm. he's speaking of these <laughs> colored uh, uh, little right. cotton balls, if you will. Yeah. But what he's saying is that I think that isn't that a clever way that he was describes it, uh, yeah, describing yeah. that uh, anagenic sin, the, the the original anagenic sin. Right. And And it's just what we're talking about. That body now has been programmed by the messenger RNA. Mm -hmm. to only identify one strand right. and that it's going to allow it's called sin because 
it, now it's not protecting the body. It's going against what, and, and I'm just going right. to say it plainly, what God had designed in the yeah. natural immunity. Right. They've got in there, they, they come in there and they've tampered with the, with the system, if mm-hmm. you will, to change it, not to identify, not to defend the body. It's only going to identify one little strand of right. spike protein, and now all of those other strands, and some of these that are going to be spawning off are going to be, as he called it, Darth Vader, they're going to be serious, and, and some are going to be deadly. Right. Now, he says, no, they will just bounce off of this other guy. Well, that's right. going that's to be those that are unvaccinated, immunity. With, right. that have natural immunity. It's not going to touch them. Doesn't mean they they might not get a little ill, but it is right. not going to have the impact because that body's doing what it was designed to do, and they fought it off. These other guys, once they get that deadly scent, it's going to stay with them. And he said, well, the, the best thing is for this person to die before they can pass it on. Doesn't necessarily mean pass it on to another person, because once it hits a unvaccinated, they'll take care of it. Yeah. But yeah, if right, they, right. let's just say you've got a hundred people in a in, in a room, and there's there's only five unvaccinated. Well, and ninety five yeah. of them get this thing. Guess guess what? It, well, it's it, ninety five of them will die. Right, and I'll just add something there. This goes back to the beginning of the pandemic. Who who died because the majority of deaths not inadvertently necessarily because they probably knew, but um, a lot of the deaths up front were in nursing homes. Well, that's elderly folk. Yeah, and then again, I don't know if the information was out back then, but. Then states, including Florida, started getting the vaccines, the quote-unquote vaccines, and giving them specifically initially to the elderly. That's what uh, Florida targeted because they deemed them as the most vulnerable, which is true. But if they knew what we know about the vaccine, well, what did you just create in the nursing home? Well, you, you... if you had 95% of the nursing home, which has 100 patients, okay, 95% of them, so 95 of them take the vaccine, right? You got 95 of these, yeah. Yeah. So you just created a nice little, uh, you know, network of, no offense, death. Well, sure. Essentially. Yeah. And that's what we're getting at here. I right. Mean, and I, I think, I that's think, sad. well, that's I, sad. I think some of those decisions were made out of ignorance, and that's a shame. Well, yeah, that's what I'm kind of saying. But yeah. um, I mean, still, it's 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 sad that that's may end up happening. That's, yeah, yeah, and 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 it's sad now that <clears throat> well, I mean, we've had this conversation with with your dad. Yeah, he regret regrets getting that vaccine, but we also but, know yeah, that yeah that. Mm-hmm. This was considered a clinical trial, and everybody that is involved in it is either a part of the trial or part of the control group. Yeah. We're hoping that 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 your dad got the saline, yeah, because some folks did get yeah, just apparently. saline, so, yeah, and mm-hmm. they had no effect. And and that was we don't know how many thousands of people, or, or right. it could be a million. I mean, my goodness, there was what are we saying? Is a hundred plus million people already vaccinated? Which is absolutely yeah, almost insane. almost half the U.S. population, from what I heard, yeah. is, is yeah. vaccinated. Sure, yeah. So and, and, and think about how many first responders and and I mean we've talked about that before, yeah, but yeah. think about that. I mean what? But here's a question in my mind because you said that Robert Doctor Robert Malone Robert Malone created the RNA. Mm-hmm. Why would he be a part of that if he knows what's going on here? Or did or was it? separated out compartmentalized and he worked on this 
sent part of that over, but didn't know how they were going to use it with the spike pro. If you see what I'm saying, so I I would well, I would honestly want to ask him why in the world did you work on this? Well, 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 you're the you, you know what I mean. I, I just I'm you sorry, were more you were more correct on the second part. The car- compartmentalized, yeah. Well, yeah. I, see, see, he's he's doing research on an on a messenger system. Right. It would be like this guy created a remote control. Yeah, but and, doesn't know what you're going to use that remote for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or right. you're gonna, you, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna use it to, you know, to get into somebody's phone. Yeah. yeah. So he was doing research on what, you know, just well, think of the concept. Yeah. See, he's thinking if we could have the body, mm-hmm. a message that comes through there that would protect your body against every single virus that's ever known to man. Well, now that, that would be, be cool. wonderful. Yeah, wouldn't that, it? that would be good. Yeah, so, right, so he right. he got I that far. That. He got like one inch. <laughs> I'm holding my fingers up that yeah, far. Yeah. But the other ninety nine percent, these other guys thought, "Whoa, hey, look what we could do with this." And uh-huh. um, and I think yeah, some I, people actually think or or still do or thought that this messaging system that picked up on that particular uh, Wuhan very uh, not very but strand right would protect them against all other strands. But not so fast, it wouldn't. Yeah. You know, but, so now once you're injected, but they. But somebody they, had to know that up front. They, yeah, lots I mean, of them on. knew. Lots come of on. them knew up front. The ones that Dr. McCullough calls stakeholders, uh-huh. they know. Oh, yeah. They know. And it is just cutting through the chase, just just speaking, you know, straight speak. It's it's population control. And if, Plain and and if simple, we ever period. find out exactly who was involved yeah. with that, they all should be held accountable for all these thousands and possibly millions of deaths around the world. Well, the six hundred thousand people be. that died initially they should that be. they're they're calling COVID deaths, it is it is pretty well known, and Dr. McCullough quotes eighty five percent of them were treatable right. that need not died. Yeah. So there's, you know, five hundred plus that's thousand, over, a little over half a million right there. Over half a million people mm-hmm. that were murdered. And that's just here in, in the U.S. In my opinion. That's just here in the U.S. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I think they should all be held accountable for those. Absolutely. Things. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, I think we're going to get back to a, he's going to show a little video now, Dell is, with, uh, I think, one of the CEOs of, of Pfizer. And let's see what. Uh, oh, boy. See what this gentleman has to say in an interview on, I think it's uh, one of the. CBS, I think. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'll, I'll correct that if I need to. Fair enough. Uh, here we go. Take a look at this. Within a year, I think we will be able to come back to normal life. I don't ABC. think that this means mm. that uh, variants will not be continue coming. And I don't think that this means that uh, we should be able to, to live our lives without having immune, without having vaccinations, basically. Because the virus is spread all over the world. But we will continue seeing uh, new variants that are coming out, and also we will have uh, vaccines that uh, they will last at least a year. And uh, I think the most likely scenario is annual revaccinations. But we don't know really. We need to wait it's and see standard the standard influenza. Sorry. Okay, so that was uh, <laughs> CEO of Pfizer, Dr. Borlas, ABC. Those were quotes from just a couple of weeks ago, uh, the 26th of uh, last month, which was September. Really? So yes. So those were so, uh, and and Dell's gonna jump right in on what he what he has just shared. Yeah, I just wanted to say real quick that he said, "Oh, they should be good for at least a year." Well, the influenza vaccine, the standard flu vaccine, is supposed to be the same thing. But yeah. like you mentioned, when this quote vaccine what came out, we we're thinking that it's going to cover the 
gambit, the gamut, whatever yeah. the yeah. word is, of this virus it not be a normal influenza vaccine that you got to take every year. So. Right. And now, I mean, come on. Well, that's that's kind of <laughs> what he's priming. And, yeah. and you got to remember who he is. Uh huh. Right, right. I mean, if you're looking at dollar signs, well, every time, every time you got to <laughs> yep. kick out a couple of hundred million of these vaccines, boom, boom, somebody's boom. paying you. Well, the government's right. paying you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because they will pay for mm. population control. No, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here comes uh, Dell once again, and we'll let him uh, kind of follow up. And basically, this guy is kind of saying what we've been talking about here in this episode, but just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. So the CEO of Pfizer is explaining exactly what I just explained. This is you in the future if he gets his way. We will never clear this virus. We will never get rid of it. There will always be variants that keep sticking to us, and we'll keep making vaccines to try and stay ahead of that curve. Geer van den Bosch has said you'll never make enough vaccines. Eventually, nature is going to win. This is our problem. But, hey, it works great if you're Pfizer CEO, right? He's basically saying, do you think you're going to get back to normal without a vaccine? No, those days will never happen. Just like they said at the WHO, we have made you dependent upon the vaccine. We've hurt your immune system, so you can't block any variant. The only thing that can block a variant is the next drug or vaccine we try to give you. They have put you on a conveyor belt. They don't want any of the people like this that don't need Pfizer. This guy doesn't need Pfizer once he's caught the disease. All right, let's move on. So now, who's making this so real quick, what, he, what he's saying is uh, the, the guy that doesn't need Pfizer is the guy that's not been vaccinated. Right. He is but, basically Superman against these things. But that's why they want to vaccinate yeah. everybody. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mandate this. Yes. And and we really need to make sure that people know this. So mm -hmm. uh, that one was pretty easy to understand. Here we go. Decisions. Are they smart people? Are they intelligent scientists? Do they know what they're doing? Geert van den Bosch gives us his perspective on that. I think even the regulators, the regulators, they are used to looking at vaccines that have been tested in clinical trials in a very well-defined environment where you don't have what we see now during the pandemic. What we see is that you start vaccinating lots and lots of people you start developing a kind of dynamic of population level immunity. And that dynamic that changes, of course, the more you vaccinate people, that dynamic has repercussions on the evolutionary dynamics of the virus. Mm. And those influences and interactions are having an impact on the effectiveness of the vaccines, etc. And we see this thing evolving, right? Mm -hmm. This is something these guys, in fact, have no experience with. I think that is why they are completely puzzled. And um, I think there is a huge need for them uh, to learn, really to learn. But it's very difficult if you are uh, like a regulatory authority to say, well, guys, uh, sorry, but we, we first have you know, to dive in our books and in a number of publications and listen to a number of experts who can explain us those dynamics before we can reasonably, uh, you know, make an, an, an assessment of, of, of a dossier. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's, and I think, I think, you know, one of these regulators, I happen to know uh, pretty well, one of these regulators who left FDA, 
And I think this is kind of like, you know, this uh, uncertainty and anxiousness of not knowing and not understanding what is going to happen. Because if you understand these things, we are all scientists, if you understand, you can act in good faith and you know these are the risks and these are the, the advantages or disadvantages. But if, if the beast is unknown and you do something at such a large scale, an authorization at a large scale, and you go into children, something we rarely do uh, right away with vaccines, right? Then it becomes really something that is looks very, very scary to people. And I, I think personally, we're going to see other folks leaving, right? Yes. That's, that's and, what I think. Okay, I'm going to pause it right there. And he's talking, isn't that sad? Now, here's an expert, mm -hmm. scientist, basically talking about people that are in the higher regulatory positions. Right. That basically, I mean, it, it just to, 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 to say it in layman's terms, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. They're, well. they're trying to speak about something that they don't know. He says, so really what they need to do is open up their books and listen to experts or to study up on what they're talking about, but they haven't done that. Yeah, they're putting well. the cart before the horse. He ends with vaccinating children. They're throwing out vaccines. And these people are looking at all of this closed-mindedly because they're used to talking about vaccines within a very controlled environment. Right, after was, years of study, after blind yeah. clinical trials and, and all of this. I was going to say, it's outside of their scope, yes. so to speak, of work. So they're not sure what to do. Right. But wouldn't your first thing to do, if it's outside your scope of work, go to an expert well, to find out? Wouldn't that be the first step? Well, sure. I mean, if you're honestly trying to do your job, that is. I'm, yeah. yeah. And, and I will say that Garrett Vanderbosch, what are we in? November, uh, October now. October, right, right. He brought this very thing up that they're speaking about today. He was really worked up about this back around April. Okay. So you're talking about experts. There have been experts, and Geert Vandenbosch from Belgium is really one of the most well-known mm -hmm. guys in the world when it comes to this. Right. It's not like, you know, just someone that doesn't know it, it, you know, it's almost like Beethoven kind of giving you some advice on composing, you right. know, you're not just going to kick him off to us. You know, well, wait a minute. So this has been out there. This has yeah, been out well, there. And yeah. he, you can, you can mm -hmm. feel he's like, I don't understand. These people are, are speaking in, in a very different way than they should be. And then when he's talking about more people leaving, because there have been people that have left the FDA Okay. And and some of these other organizations because I think they're realizing that based on their decisions, people are going to die in high numbers. And it's gonna be rather than have their names plastered all over history, they're gonna leave their positions and that's what he's talking about. He he says there's he thinks there's gonna be more okay. to leave. There's already been a couple yeah. of people that have left. Well I I was just thinking going back to kind of some things as to how our podcast started. I, I think a lot of these people, based on what has been said, are in the realm of blatant ignorance. Some of them actually know, and then a lot of them are just blatantly ignorant. Well, it's I think like it's... they're not seeking, they're not trying to figure out 
well, they're I, just going along with it or they're being coerced or something. But Well, I, well, I don't – I, I like your word blatant, but I think it's more – we'll veer off of that word a little bit and, and say premeditated ignorance. Okay. I, well, yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. it's intentional Okay. Yeah. ignorance that's been premeditated, perpetrated to make other people ignorant. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If well, some people know the difference. Then it would be blatant deceit. That, yeah, so to speak, it, right. it, it, if it's it, premeditated, it, that would be blatant deceit. Yeah, yeah, and it, um, yeah, and yeah. and and not deceit by accidental. Yeah, because the would, truth has been out, like you, like we've yeah. said in other podcasts. Other people mm-hmm. have sent it Absolutely. information to DOJ. Other people have sent stuff. Doctor Judy Mikovits sent stuff. Yes. Uh, uh, what was the other guy that was the lawyer that sent stuff? Yeah, uh, to uh, Dave, DOJ. Dave, David Martin. David Martin, right? Yeah. And, I mean, and so you say this doctor's been speaking out for a while. Absolutely. So, I mean, if the truth's been out there and these are well-known people, then obviously mm-hmm. people are just hiding under a rock and going, yeah. out, or plugging their ears and going, la, 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 la. You know, yeah. they well, don't want to hear it. Well, and so we sit here as... Where's the money at? Yeah, well, yeah. that's it. Somebody's being paid off and some people may may start to realize what is actually going on, these people in these positions. But, yeah. You know... There again, I still say, I still say that the people that want to do what is what is honest and right are the majority. Yeah, the others are just yeah. willing to stay out of it to keep peace, so to speak, Non-, and yeah. and to kind of back off, right? And almost out of fear of of confrontation. And, yeah. you know, I, I get it. I get it for a bit. But, right, right. but you know, we're talking about human lives here. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the term was thrown out a while back in a few ep- episodes of acceptable death rate. Mm-hmm. You know, right. what is the acceptable death rate of some of these people that, that, that are doing this? And, you know, and Dr. Peter McCullough said that, that even back in 1976, in our, one of our first couple of episodes with the swine flu, mm-hmm. I think 24 people died, and they shut the program down. Yeah, 20, 24. He said, he said that's that program's limit when well, they're doing that type of testing. It's yeah. 24 or 25, and if it, yeah, that's it. Well, they sort of use that now oh, because right. yeah. they shut it down after 20, 24 uh, back in 76. Okay. But right, I right. don't know if that was – but you, know, you can use that as sort of a barometer mm-hmm. today – yeah. But even knowing that VAERS is absolutely inaccurate of the, the actual deaths, mm-hmm. but the the inaccurate number is around, I think, around 40,000 now. And that's not accurate. Right, right, it's right, more right. like a half a, mil- a half a million people that have, have died already. from. So you, we, we must wonder, what is it going to take for a group to rise up? Yeah, and and do something about this. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, we spoke about what's going on in Australia. I, that there's there's some things that I think need to take place. If nothing else, uh, we need to do what is right. And you know, yeah. uh, we've been blessed to be able to do what we're doing uh, now, Ben. And mm-hmm. uh, we just need to continue. But uh, God bless these people that uh, that are doing what they're doing. And um, um, I, I I'm going to continue commit myself. Uh, in the eyes of God, we don't, we're not sitting here pretending to be all of that, (laughs) you know, uh, we're imperfect people. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I ask, uh, to, you know, to be, you know, guided and directed and more importantly, forgiven for when I've fallen short. 
Yes, uh, but absolutely. But you know, we we need to stand uh, for these people that can't stand for themselves, and maybe they don't have the courage, and maybe they need to be nudged a bit. But um, anyway, uh, we we need to kind of wrap this one up it and went quick again. Yeah, there's yeah. there's much more to to come that with this uh, particular topic and dovetails into another topic, uh, and we'll wrap this up. Probably on part four with uh, yeah, P- Peter McCulloch will come in here. It's going to be at least a part three. Yeah, uh, so there's a lot of a lot of stuff to come here. And, you know, just unbelievable facts. We need to let people know and be aware of what's what's going on. So, well, another great episode, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we'll go to our Creator in in prayer Amen. as we normally do here. Then, uh, Father in heaven, thank you again. Thank you again for you know, creating us. We know that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And Father, just in what we are uncovering, we see how we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you have made us to overcome all of these things that are even thrown at us by humans that are trying to destroy us. But Father, we ask for your continued guidance. We ask for your protection mentally and physically. Uh, We ask for the protection of those standing up that are risking uh, their professions, risking their lives in some cases. Uh, And Father, we ask that the children that are getting caught up in the middle of all of this be protected. And if there's anything that we can do uh, to to protect them, uh, to help them. Uh, Father, we just ask that that be known to us. And if there's anything standing between us and you, we ask that that be removed, that we may become more like you. Thank you again for this platform, this opportunity, and ask for special blessings on all of those that are listening. May you give them the courage uh, to stand up for truth, and to continue to tumble rocks fearlessly, that we may pass the truth, not just of uh, viruses, medicine, and what is to come, but uh, the hope in you. And Lord, as we part ways again on this particular episode, we ask that every intent of thought of ours be pure. And we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.